Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien, everything out there in the world you can you can find you got books collectibles uh pop-up greeting cards they have all kinds of amazing items and right now you can get 35 percent off site-wide by using the code dc news 35 that's dc n-e-w-s 35 dc news 35 use that code and receive 35 percent off site-wide at insighteditions.com Well, hey there, all you DC Comics news fans, comic book fans, fans of podcasts, fans of listening to my voice while you do chores, drive places, or maybe even go to sleep. Look, it happens sometimes. I'll be totally honest. There's some very embarrassing music that I would listen to, especially in my 20s at a period when it would be very embarrassing to admit. And these were the things that helped me go to sleep. Didn't mean it wasn't quality, it just meant that it served a purpose, and for me, that was it. Hey there, welcome. You've arrived at the DC Comics News Spinner Rack. This is episode number 114. I am your host, Seth Singleton. It is my pleasure each and every week, each and every episode, each and every time I get to hit record and join you and share with you my top five picks from DC Comics each and every week. It's a lot of fun, there's an ad break in the middle, and then, well, there's just a chance to hear more. If you want, just keep on clicking through. There's me, there's the whole gang, we tell you all about it at the end. Let's kick things off with a really nice beginning. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. I have really enjoyed what Tom Taylor has done ever since they sort of let him run wild in uh, that amazing... Um, <laughs> that amazing video game that became a comic that became an unbelievable hit known as Injustice. And the man has just been going nuts ever since. I mean, he's got a Superman in his sights. He's been doing some suicide. He was part of what everyone was a part of with the whole death metal thing. And he's got his own take on Batman, a really fun take that I enjoyed. That's why I'm happy to share with you the... Uh, Batman, the one known as Batman Detective. And we've enjoyed watching him sort of run around a bit. Batman, that is. Not Tom Taylor. In uh, England. Tom Taylor's been doing the writing. Whatever he does on his own spare time. Tom, you want to run around England? You do you, do you buddy. We're going to be okay. We got Andy Kuber providing beautiful pencils. I mean, you, you want to know what I'm saying or talking about or you want to see an example that sort of just hammers at home go ahead flip to that credits page with uh bruce looking like he could would and probably just did do something that's horrifying to the average human being and would probably involve a splintering of bones and some other pain 
goodness. Now the inks from Sandra Hope just bring out all of the beautiful and the nasty and the mean and the lovely details. Brad Anderson's colors, exactly what they need to be, whether they're muted, whether they're polished, whether they're bright and shining, whether they're reflecting the, the ugliness that exists within governmental buildings. I mean, come on, there's something about police stations and prisons and jails that just have this gray, drab, blah. And somehow he captures all of that with great emotion as long, or as long, as well as wonderful bright light when we don't get stuck in those pages for the entirety of a book. I mean, the nice thing is you do get to see a little bit more than just where it starts, but man, talk about setting a tone and then talk about using it to carry through the rest of the book. Speaking of tone, Clem Robbins providing the uh, wonderful lettering that just gives voice to each of these characters. The cover and variant cover were done in a collaboration or with a collaboration through the collaboration of Andy Kubert and Brad Anderson. My, my, my goodness. Now, I will let you know that sometimes I'm just going to jump around and I might be referencing something that sounds like I'm right on track. Like, I'm pretty sure last episode I was talking about the uh, Court of Vows, and I might have been talking about um, Scott Snyder. I was probably thinking of James Tynan IV, and then probably in between I was trying to make sure that I didn't just say, hey, Tom King. So, yeah, you know, every once in a while, take what I say with a grain of salt, especially when it's the parts where I'm recalling from memory, because... It's questionable. It's subjective. And the worst part is it's really hard to check when I'm live. I'm usually just shooting from the hip. Sometimes I hit, sometimes I miss. This issue doesn't miss. Great original cover. Love that stylish Batman suit for England. Also love the really cool variant. Bats, the squire, the goggles. Reminiscent of that Dark Knight Returns era, but also with a wonderful feeling that is all its own in England. So, interesting little twist here is Batman, Bruce Wayne, as he is known to the civilians and to the police interrogating him, are actually allowing him to do a little bit of sleuthing. Simply put, by allowing them to ask the right questions and then ask the right ones in return. He can get them to tell him as much as they think they are learning from him. So this is really sort of fun. There's a great way that crime scene photos are being shown to him and described one way, but interpreted through the mind of a great detective. It makes for some really fun story as well as some really great art. There's some lovely montages showing scenes and scenarios as well as the way that Batman's thinking is. Lovely craft and use of the page here. Just some really pretty stuff I think you're going to enjoy. Now, the interrogation starts out in a way that he feels, Bruce that is, like he's got a handle on how things are going and how they're going to all work out. And then, and, and then there's a twist. There's a revelation that these are not just police, sadly. They're actually police who if they are police, are working for that nefarious order, that dangerous group, those powerful and oh-so, well, they're the problem right now. Let's just put it that way. And their problem seems to be undoing all the good work on the part of Batman. All the people he saved, they've been killing and they've been doing it in the name of equilibrium. So what happens if you're Bruce Wayne and in some occasions 
Batman, your alter ego, has actually been responsible for saving you. Well, guess what? <laughs> you're going to be in some trouble, and it's not going to be a lot of fun. In fact, you're probably going to think to yourself, this wasn't that great. I'm not that happy about it. And if you enjoy a little James Bond and can recall the Casino Royale scene during the poker game when Bond realizes there's something horribly wrong and he has to go first to the bathroom and then to his fancy pants car. That's right, I said fancy pants. In order to find a solution, well, Batman has to take on a similar route. He has to get out and then he has to make a call. And then in the process, he has to find a way to get the toxins, the poison, out of his body. Now, not only does he come across Squire, but he also calls in a favor. And that favor reveals quite the powerful monolith of a mobile bat cave, something that is phenomenal and has some lovely little moments that remind us that Alfred was always there, always present, no matter what the story or the scenario. It's a gorgeous book. It wraps up with a lovely suggestion of stories to come and a community that Batman can call on whenever there is a need to uh, take use and advantage and rely on resources that he has around the world. A lot of fun for me, a lot of fun for you. I highly recommend it. That's going to be my first pick here on number 114. Guess what that means? Well, that means it's time for us to pick things up with my second choice. For that one, I went with Future State Gotham, issue number three. There's a, uh, there's a harrowing idea that can be brought up just by glimpsing at the past. There can be this insight that's unpleasant, that's powerful, that suggests so much. Um, and, and what we've learned up to this point is that Batman has asked of Jason Todd the one thing that only Jason Todd can do because of his ability to go to so many different places, to exist on both sides of the line. One that most heroes and even anti-heroes have trouble walking and very few can walk um, with any sort of balance. If you do, you're going to cross back and forth to a degree until eventually you end up on one side or the other. Jason has been on both sides for extended period of time, and on each occasion he has always ended up being his own man, his own person. And that's allowed him a degree of not only independence, but, well, I guess the best way to put it would be that he's also developed uh, an ability to exist outside of the Bat family. Now, that means that he's not only someone that Batman can rely on for this kind of mission, but it also means that he understands that when it comes to his relationship to Batman and his relationship to the family, it's, it's always going to be different than it was for Dick, for Tim, for Stephanie, for Damien, for all of them. It's, it's always going to be different. And then, of course, there's the fact that Jason simply does not like the new guy. You know, the new Batman, the one who's been wearing the cowl and doesn't mind um, dealing with 
very snide remarks on the part of Jason. You know, the kind of things that a teenager would say just to get under your skin, just to hurt, just because it's like they've got this newfound power and it's time to flex and cause a little bit of pain. Um, <laughs> it's comments like, well, the real Batman could have gotten us out of this in, you know, so many seconds or so much better. And instead... <laughs> There's the fact that Jason, while he's working as this double agent, is caught between doing the job that he promised Bruce he would do. And then there's the fact that there are those peacekeepers that he works with that he's always going to be caught in between. Now, for bonus, there are those who are in Arkham who, man, they are extremely dangerous. They are powerful. They go by names like Punchline. And they, well, when you partner with Joker because you believe that he's been held back and that you have an opportunity to push him, well, it's not a good thing for everybody else. And push, punchline does. And what we then end up with is, uh, well, a story for you to enjoy as much as I hope you do some really nice little bonus art showcasing the peacekeeper red design as well as that of a uh, familiar bat character who makes an appearance at the end of this story and i'll let you discover on your own and then of course for that extra bonus we've got the batman black and white the story punchline with the setup doug alexander rob haynes with the payoff mark chiarello the heckler <laughs> valerie d'arazio the assistant heckler it's quite the team all put together on this backup story, one that I really enjoyed simply for the fact there are no words. I take that back. There are some words that are sort of printed out on signs, but there is no dialogue in this great little backup. Highly encourage you to check that out. Enjoy the measure. Enjoy a little bit of the pleasure. And we're going to be right back after this great ad break. And then we've got more in store here on DC Comics News. Spinner Rat. Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien, everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items, and right now you can get thirty five percent off site wide by using the code DC News thirty five. That's D C N E W S. 35 DC News 35 use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at insighteditions.com Hi everyone I'm here to tell you about the DC Comics News podcast here every week to talk everything DC movies TV comics and everything in between but don't just take my word for it here are a couple of our sponsors listen to the DC Comics News podcast it's audio justice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. 
Regardless, you can catch us on every kind of podcast platform. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere you find great podcasts. So, um, can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. <laughs> No. Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. First, there was the DC Comics News podcast. Then came the Spitter Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I am the night. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the night. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Three, two, one. Harley Quinn? Harley f***ing Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Gogur. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat them, nuts. I definitely do not f*** bat. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't f*** with Lois Lane. For f***'s sake. I'm a damn good cop. A lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. Picture this, someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra-comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes. Or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News. I am Tony Hasty for this show. And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC universe. We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Viewer discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes. Yeah. 
and possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth <laughs> joke. <laughs> Here's hoping. <laughs> We're gonna have guests on this show. We're gonna be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. <laughs> off, the t- off the cuff. Let's go. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Anything off, you want. Anything you cuff. want. Scooby Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's that is what this whole show is about. That's what the show is about. We're gonna That's be talking about. We're gonna be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go. No, no one had to see more of the bat. No, I didn't. Want- God damn it. Look, all right. We're gonna Scooby Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you were a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo. Drink recipes, content creation, reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes. Yes. And a Santa, uh, an un- unseasonable Santa hat. Except it's seasoned, but whatever. Check us out. <laughs> Not getting rid of the Santa hat. Available exclusively on YouTube. And just like that, as promised, with the planes roaring in in the background and oh, 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 all of that possibility, we return to DC Comics' new spinner rack. I love the way that cool jazzy sound fades out. We get the chance to dive right back in to our collection of books. My next one on the list, third choice, It has to do with Infinite Frontier, issue number two, a story called Infinite Lies, written by Joshua Williamson with pencils by Paul Pelletier, Pelletier, Jesus Marino, Zermonico or Hermonico, I'm always worried I'm saying it wrong, Norm Ratman, Jesus Marino, and Zermonico and Hermonico on the inks, Romulo Fajardo Jr. on the colors, Tom Napolitano on the letters, Mr. Rarge providing the cover with Brian Hitch and Alex Sinclair, and Puppeteer Lee providing the variant covers. Quite the collaboration, quite a great story, one that suggests some obvious tension that I think is really interesting to see, um, especially when it's displayed from Superman. This is a guy who doesn't bristle very much. I mean, sure, he's been known to do some bristling, but overall, this is a guy who's more known for keeping his cool, being the calm and measured one. But he has a long memory, and he remembers when Cameron, who has made a appearance to the Hall of Justice, was there to arrest his wife, Lois Lane. And it's not something he's going to forget. The guy's got a really impressive memory. And this visit from Cameron is quickly deduced by Batman, who She challenges him to be the great detective, and then he simply breaks down everything that she's there for and why she's there, whether it's about Bones, the multiverse, and she's trying to set a tone that she's not any of those things. She's simply the person who's doing the job. But she's also happy to explain to them that the average person doesn't understand the source wall, the multiverse, and the fact that reality was so drastically changed. In fact, what she would like to know is what the average person would like to know. When was this all figured out? How long did it last for before it was fixed? And what are the, you know, problems that come with fixing something like that? Well, that's when there's an emergency. But there is also the uh, gathering that's been occurring with the House of Heroes ever since the arrival of Thomas Wayne dressed in a Batman suit. And 
quick to throw everything into question, raise a lot of doubts and possibilities, and invite an adventure to another Earth, one where a familiar character from Kingdom Come makes an appearance, and also where we get the chance to see just how well Superman can handle this Superman of the House of Heroes can handle this conflict. There's also another story occurring on Earth Zero, one in which, well, I just have to say, Alan Scott is very quick to demonstrate just how powerful family ties are. And when it comes to his children, I don't know if there's anything that can stop him. That doesn't mean that he's the only unstoppable character. Roy Harper has a sweet bike and also a very interesting accoutrement, one that allows him to access a power and one that gives a, a really lovely sort of flashback to the days when Hal Jordan was a Green Lantern and Roy was just the sidekick and, you know, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, a lot of team-ups. Red Arrow was involved on occasion, Speedy was involved on occasion, even Arsenal might have gotten involved. So what is it that Roy has learned and continues to learn as he like goes through this journey of discovery? Well, we're going to be figuring some of that out with it. There's a connection apparently to those who have not all experienced an immediate return of normal after the events that transpired very recently. Now, the fun thing for me is the fact that this issue <laughs> ends with a very abrupt moment, one in which I think we can all anticipate how some parts of it are turning out, and with other parts, I think there's still a lot of mystery in store. The great thing that I have to share is, even with all I've told you, there's so much more to this issue I haven't even mentioned. You're going to love it. I'm going to love hearing what you got to think about it. But in the meantime, why, 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 why pump the brakes when we can charge on ahead to my fourth choice? And for that fourth choice, I decided to go with Joker number five. Man, this is the Joker story. I mean, it's called the Joker, but I'm going to be honest with you. So much of it has to deal with Jim Gordon and the fact that Jim has a twisted, haunted history with the Joker one that we've uncovered through great stories like, uh, well, Killing Joke, so many others. But in this version, in this great story that, that I absolutely love from Matthew Rosenberg and James Tynion IV, is this concept of how intertwined that history actually is and how much of it we haven't seen from Jim Gordon's perspective. Now, Francisco uh, Francovia, beautiful art and colors. I mean, just some really phenomenal stuff here. Came across uh, the Black Beetle by this guy, and I mean, it turned me on to look for all of his art every time I get the chance to come across it. Tom Napolitano providing those great letters, those great voices, that great context to the dialogue, and then Guillaume March and Ari Prianto providing the original cover with variant covers by Sean Phillips. Kari Andrews, and Ricardo Federici. Man, oh man. I mean, there's what we think we know, and there's what you read in comics, there's what you see in, you know, media. And then there's just that twist, that turn of the head that suggests so many other possibilities. Original cover, oh, dark, ugly, terrifying, wonderfully scary. The variant with punchline, oh, 
provides that just other side of the evil coin. It's not like a heads and tails thing. It's like a, a head head or a head and an ugly head or an ugly head and an uglier head. I, I don't know. And then, of course, the other variant, Bane's daughter, I mean, she's got shoulders that look like they could just, like, squeeze and pop my head into, like, you know, some kind of grape. We get this great look back with Jim, with Harvey Dent, that is, long before Two-Face. Well, not so long, but to a degree before. And also, one of the first appearances of the Joker the conversation between Jim Gordon and Dent, as well as the introduction to Arkham before Joker arrives, and how it is that there is a previous inmate there and some personal and family history that needs to be sorted out in, in order to potentially secure the Joker. The idea being that Jim doesn't believe that the Joker is crazy, and even if he does believe that he's crazy, he believes within that madness is a genius that allows him to be so unpredictable that Arkham stands no chance. And that goes for not only the staff, but also the uh, inmates or guests. Now, that's not the only problem going on with Jim. There's been some previous examples suggested and demonstrated where... Home life wasn't easy. Things didn't go well between Jim and his wife. And there's a troubling scene with therapy and the conflicts that are occurring on a regular basis with Jim's job. And the, the goal of his wife, Barb, to create a semblance of a marriage that's got a foundation they can build on. But Jim is too, too worried about the Joker, too worried about the danger and the influence, and he becomes so frustrated by the lack of support he's getting that he chooses to take it upon himself to make sure that Joker can't do anything. But there's that old saying, no good deed goes unpunished, and Jim, Jim's going to learn really painfully just what it means when he's doing what he thinks is the right thing, but others will simply not see it that way. Now, there's some lovely use of old technology like radios and bad signals, and I'm sure that stuff even happens now. But the suggestion to the past is great. And then, and then, and then. Well, there's nothing like a great backup story. And this punchline tale just keeps just keeps weaving this twisted, darker narrative that that feels ugly, that feels heinous, that feels <sighs> like almost so inevitable that there's a recognition that man if 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 this keeps going it's only going to get worse and the power that punchline will be wielding is only going to grow exponentially uh, sam johns and james tynan provide this punchline chapter five backup story with art and colors by sweeney boo letters by ariana maher and man i mean I honestly was planning on doing the Joker and then moving into Infinite Frontier because it's a little happier, but Joker fits really well in the fourth spot, and that gives me a chance to bring up my fifth and final choice. Now, this one's pretty easy, and I'm going to admit it. There's some bias involved. This Flash annual is phenomenally gorgeous. It also provides that, boy... That context. Now, you have to keep in mind that if you've been hearing any issues of the Flash appearing on this 
program or you've heard me mention anything else or you've been reading it, you know that the Flash has been bouncing through time, propelled by the speed force. And by this, I mean the Flash Wally West. Barry has been, well, struggling with the fact that right before this adventure began, Wally said he was ready to retire, hang up the boots, and, and call it an end. But then this event takes place, and Wally is cast from time to time to time. He has an opportunity to see his daughter. He gets the chance to be the reverse Flash. He gets to go and deal with dinosaurs. He also gets to be Impulse. There's some beautiful moments that are also delightful and fun. And then back at the quote-unquote headquarters, Mr. Terrific, Barry Allen, Ollie. Which brings us to the start of this issue and the end of last issue, which let us know this was coming. Barry had quite the tragedy befall his young protege, Wally, when it comes to a place called Sanctuary, captured gorgeous and painfully in Heroes in Crisis, an ending in which saw, an ending in which, an ending that saw Wally end up the villain, move into the Flash Forward series, become part of the well, the forces that combined to defeat um, that one who had broken from the source wall, whether uh, it was Perpetua, whether it was he who laughs, Wally, he played his part, but there was always the guilt and the pain and the loss and the feeling, something that this story started out with in reference to Roy and Ollie. And that's addressed now with the story in Sanctuary, one where Wally gets the chance to talk with Roy, gets the chance to make a case for trying to save him, even uh, argues with the rest of the team that he wants to do exactly what Ollie says, which is find a way to save Roy. Until Roy takes the decision out of everyone's hands, and then what we get is a return of a very powerful villain, a battle for the Speed Force, and a suggestion just how powerful Wally has become now and why it is that not only is he energized through the speed force but also renewed in his belief that this is what he does this is who he is he's the flash he's a hero and whatever desires he might have had to hang up the boots they have since been addressed in this story and what's next Oof! so many things to consider so many things to enjoy and look forward to I myself, um, man, I, I love this homage to The Flash. I also love that there was an intention here to bring Wally back around, to provide an insight into what it was that occurred at the end of Heroes in Crisis and show how much of it had to do with forces outside of his control and that even though now he believes he has a chance to do something, put control onto this uncontrollable situation and bring out a better result, there's also the responsibility that's reminded to him by Speedy and Barry. And there's a lovely moment with Roy and Ollie and, ah, yeah, brought some tears to the eyes, made me just grateful that I'm lucky enough to be a fan of great comics that make me feel. Hope that's the way you find yourself at the end of this one. And I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on any of the choices I picked for this DC Comics News Spinner Rack, episode number 114. I've been your host, Seth Singleton. I think I sort of like broke off there mid-voice. I've been your host, Seth Singleton. Let's try that. Yeah, that, that, that sounds better. It's been my pleasure to host every single one of these episodes, hang out with you, share my picks on comics, hear your great thoughts back to me. 
you can go ahead and let me and the whole gang know what you're thinking. Just use the at symbol in DC Comics News. That's capital D, capital C, capital C, O-M-I-C-S, capital N-E-W-S when you do. Whatever platform you're on, from Facebook to Twitter to Tumblr to YouTube, Instagram, whenever you use that at symbol in DC Comics News, we'll know what you're thinking. We'll be happy to answer your questions, hear your thoughts, your praise, your suggestions, and more. And then, of course, make sure that you hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you never miss another episode of great content like The Spinner Rack, original episode-by-episode breakdowns like Batman the Animated Series, uh, in the show I Am the Night, or in the Mad Love Show, which takes a fun and irreverent look at the wonderful Harley Quinn show, originally from DC Universe, now on HBO Max. And then, of course, we've got great content coming your way, the weekly podcast, always catching you up on the biggest news stories from movies, TV, streaming, comics, and more. And then we're breaking out in the video. That's right. You can catch Tony and Kelly hosting DCN After Dark and giving you a reason to find us on so many great platforms. Can't wait to see where you send us a message next. Can't wait to hear your thoughts about this and all the other comics we talk about on every episode. Till next time, a quick reminder we always love to share with you, and that is to read more comics. Have a great one, everyone.